This is the Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer, as well as your host, Jeremy Allen. He helps small businesses with a big branding approach. All right, everybody. I am super excited today to bring to you my first ever guest expert episode. It's something I want to try out. I have the honor and pleasure. I wanted to feature this person first because this person has been pivotal to my growth in learning brand, branding, brand design, everything that evolves around uh, doing branding for businesses. Now, Ryan Harrison is a good friend of mine now. Our daughters, uh, we met when our daughters were in dance class together. He's a dance dad like myself, Go Dance Dads. He is the owner and designer uh, of his own company called Studio Mighty Mighty and currently sits in the position as Associate Creative Director at Penta. Now, uh, I'll let him go into a little bit more of kind of what that entails, but uh, I met Ryan, uh, just one day after dance class, and we just kind of hit it off, struck up. I'm I'm a huge dork, and I love talking design and everything around design. And so we just started talking conver- design conversations. And then that led to me uh, just saying, hey, hop on it. Will you mind hopping on a Zoom call? Just that first Zoom call, I just uh, sat back and absorbed him, just walking me through an entire branding process, the behind the curtains kind of stuff to the what it would look like when presented to a client. And I can tell you, the exact moment that he showed me everything that he was doing and what was involved in branding for this company. If I had $20,000, $30,000, I would have handed it over to him at that moment to do the branding for my company. I I didn't realize how much went into this process. And then that just kind of plucked my heartstrings and helped me realize that um, this is something that a lot of small businesses are missing out on and something that uh, I would love to to learn and just dive into and really take my generic, my basic uh, graphic design degree that I've had for the last 20 years and just really hone in on uh, specialty branding and branding for small businesses. So again, Ryan Harrison, Associate Creative Director at Penta. Uh, he has been a professional designer in many agencies for the last probably around 15 years. And he has specialized his whole career just about in uh, brand strategy and brand design for businesses. So, Ryan, welcome to the Big Branding Small Business Podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, let's talk about that $20,000, $30,000 thing. I didn't realize that was in the mix. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to set you up for people calling you instead of me for the $30,000 gigs right now. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Totally. Well, I appreciate that, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on with you today. Well, awesome. Yeah. So, again, yeah. After seeing that brand strategy, uh, just all the visuals that went with it as well, and just all the considerations that you took for this brand, I I didn't even know that was a thing designers did. It it felt more (laughs) like a business strategy kind of build out versus um, a brand strategy. So can you kind of expand? I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to mention client names or anything on this, so we can just leave it generic. But if you want to speak more to uh, just the process that you've learned and that you put out there, all the things that uh, need to be kind of uh, considered. I'd be glad to. I don't even, do you remember who it was? Yes, it was like, it was, it was the chiropractor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, man. So you, it's so funny, Jeremy, you caught me like really early in that process. And one of the gifts, I mean, our, you know, our friendship is I've, I've enjoyed very much getting to know you and, 
and your family for a number of reasons. But like one of the cool things about having to teach someone is that you have to figure out how to articulate it in a way that is intelligible to another human being. Right. So I, I have seen a lot of different frameworks. I've seen a lot of different processes. You caught me at a time where I had just come out of working at a small agency that had a very particular approach to brand strategy and brand identity. It was very much the frame was we're the experts. We're going to write this beautiful story, this beautiful mantra. It's going to pay off in a very short brand promise tagline kind of thing. And we're going to show you one option and that's going to be beautiful and you're going to trust us and it's going to be great. Uh, Shops like that, traffic in in like social capital, right? You come to a shop like that um, because you want the you want their thing, right? You want that approach. But I, after I left that shop, I, I was thinking to myself, man, there's gotta be, like, I love that. And I love, and I've, I've as I've gotten a little bit older, I've seen the wisdom in that approach, but I, I've gotten to the point where I realized there's not really one single way to skin the brand cap. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I ever start a podcast as of right now, that's going to be, all right. the, the terrible first draft name skinning the brand cat yep <laughs> doesn't that Dumb. sound like a like a terrible yeah. marketing podcast or a book or something so the short so the short version is <clears throat> at the time i was heavy under the influence of uh donald miller and the business made simple framework i had just gone through the classes and stuff and i had just uh finished the mission made simple and i loved that because nobody remembers their mission statements. Nobody, that's yeah. a, that's a thing that, that people love because it feels like a, I have to have. I, I, I went through that process and retooled it a little bit. And what I ended up showing you was this. Companies that last are companies that are on a shared mission. They see a mission statement has three parts. One, what's wrong with the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, and that's that's just in in story language, that's tension. What's, what's the thing we got to fix? The second part, can be a second sentence, can be tucked into the first sentence um, or the or the third. What are we going to do about what's wrong with the world? And then the third, the third sentence or third part of it describes what does it look like when we win? Okay. And so leadership, we have a lot of different frameworks for leadership. There's a bajillion leadership books, you know. I mean, yeah. um, this is, you know, God knows how many hundreds and hundreds of dollars people like us have spent on leadership books. <laughs> Um, over time, but but uh, th- this approach this this approach to brand sees the idea that leadership looks like l- not leading from behind, but leading from the front, saying, "Hey, y'all, here's here's what's wrong with the world. Here here's how we see reality. We're headed that way, and we're gonna win. Y'all want to come, right? And so it's an yeah. invitation to join in and participate in mission. Now, strategically. I deliver a mission statement, three, three parts, very short, very simple. Everybody's got to remember it. And then virtues. Uh, I write virtues, which are a little different than values because they, they say, who do we need to become? What kind of people do we need to become to accomplish the mission? Okay. So it's always hooked into the thing that we're going to do together. And then I write practices. What three things does every person in our organization need to do every day or every week? or, you know, every quarter, whatever, to become like, to become the kind of people, that's the virtues, yeah. to accomplish the mission that we're all on together. So I, what I liked about this approach, some of some of it I stole from a Christian liturgical theology and the idea that practices are formative. James K.A. Smith was the, was the writer that was super helpful, formative uh, for me in that thinking. But the idea that 
the things that you do form you into the kind of person that does certain things. So you take all three, that those three buckets and you place them into a larger story. So I would write a brand story, which is basically a poetic, longer form version of the mission statement. You know, you're, you're talking yeah. a little more poetically about what's wrong with the world. What do we do? Why do we do it? What's going to happen when we win? What's the resulting state? That's the strategy piece. I now... Uh, when I was talking to you and I showed you that deck, I was delivering one one concept. I was still in that because honestly, that's easier. Like it's yeah, it's way easier 100%. to like you know. And, and and there's a lot to be said about not not expecting someone who's not a creative director to function as a creative director, right? To show them that's the rationale, right? I'm going to show yeah. you three options. You tell me which one works the best. Nah, if you're paying me however much money that was you know, difficult for you to part with, you want me to do that. You want me to make those recommendations. You want the agency or whatever. And I think that that's, a, I think that that's a totally valid frame. Um, but my process now is much more collaborative, much more piecemeal. So it's not so much about the big reveal and a 200 page deck with a bunch of like mock-ups and stuff. Although right. I think that's still beautiful and it has its place. It's much more about, getting incremental buy-in in the process. Cause what that, you know, I mean, design is really not that hard. It, it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, it's um, it has its own challenges, but once you kind of, once you become a designer and your imagination is formed by your influences and the pro your processes. And like, you know, if you're hungry for it, you'll get to the point where you do pretty good work uh, even on your worst day. You know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of people um, there's a lot of people getting paid for crappy work, the work's out there. Right. Um, yes. But once you get to the, but, but the, the real, the real beauty is in the client relationships, right? People, mm -hmm. if people had a good experience with you, even if the work is like fine and you're not going to put it on your site, <laughs> um, it, it's, or show, or show your friends, you know, like, cause sometimes we, that's yeah. what we design. You're, um, those people will come back and they'll tell their friends how amazing it was to have gone through this process with you. Um, so that that's generally speaking um, the, the brand process from, from start. Yeah, to man, I love all that. And I, I again, I have adopted, stolen, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, most of that and uh, run most of my brand strategies with that in mind. Um, but Look, it's, one worth thing say, it's worth saying, I, it's not like I didn't steal the stuff. Oh like, no! I'm, there, what's the I'm quote? A, I'm a, what's the quote that's out I'm... there? There's a, there's a quote about like there is no original idea or whatever. Like everything, yeah. It's it's just borrowed in a way. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I I am the sum total. You know, my, uh, my mom and daddy used to say, um, you know, be careful, careful who you hang around, right? Because you'll end up right. garbage in, garbage out, all that kind of. Um, yeah. stuff. And I thought I was like, when I was a college student, I was like, oh man, that's so moralistic. Like that's ridiculous, but it's true. It's totally true. Like you are a product of your inputs. Yeah. You are, um, if you're only reading a certain kind of writer or a certain kind, or you're, you're only thinking about marketing or design or brand in a certain direction and not thinking about other inputs, if you don't have poetry in your life, bro, if you don't have fiction in your life, how are you supposed to tell other stories if you're not deeply indwelling and being indwelt by story? I don't know how people do it. Um, yeah. I don't know how I went so long without being deeply involved in, in fiction and poetry. So, um, you know, I, a lot of those frameworks, 
I think it was David Perel who said that the future belongs not necessarily to original thinkers, but to synthesizers, people who can take mm. disparate inputs and create something new out of that. I love that. And yeah, um, no, you turn me on to him. Yeah, yeah, you turn me on to him and his passage of writing school and all that. And so I, I love, yeah, I love yeah. his, I love his content. So everybody check him, David Perel out there. Uh, his Twitter, his Twitter feed. I think it was the first thing you sent me, and I was like, oh, well, wow, this is like a little masterclass in a Twitter feed. I didn't know that was. <laughs> I know, possible. dude. My, that guy is super prolific. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, one thing I want to kind of uh, touch on that you'd said towards the end of that last one of your other statements was the client relationship. Now, yeah. my observation, and this is strictly an observation in the design world that I see um, that permeates the. Instagram feeds, the Twitters, the TikToks, all the thing, all the social is about, oh, the client relationship as far as like bad designer experience, bad client relationship. So there's no trust built between, say, the design community and the business community, if you will, um, simply because so many designers, um, I feel we're taught again, it's that expert uh, mentality, but it's it's it's. It's um, being, well, I don't know the words I'm trying to search for, but basically it's almost a pride expert versus a leading expert in a listening oh, yeah. expert. Um, sure. And, sure. and I, I think that's a key component um, because I've learned also with that uh, the process that you've taught me, like you mentioned, that the incremental changes and iterations and feedback loops um, is very, it's agile in it's called agile in the software world. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think even Marty Newmeyer, one of the leading brand experts out there um, uses agile framework and process in some of his design thinking. Yeah, totally. um, but the whole idea is to constantly, you're making it right, just right for the client, but you're leading them down that path. You are still the expert and they are still trusting you, but you're building that bonds of trust. And I think so many, designers miss that they do they totally miss it and i and i think that one of the worst man well i'm gonna start to preaching one of the one of, one of the <laughs> things i think that is so uh, you know you talked about being a, a pride expert and I, I love i love that idea because you know th there is a certain amount of i mean uh, designers have a bad rap for for a number of different reasons some of it really well deserved yeah um some of it, uh, some of it may be a little exaggerated. I'll say this, man. Like I remember being in design school uh, at uh, Auburn Montgomery, had wonderful professors, but there was this undercurrent of um, the client, and not from not from the direction of the professors, but for this this you know my kids like the the flat Earth theory in my house right now. The taller you are, the older you are. That, that's that's awesome. my children's flat earth theory is like, well, dad's older than mom because he's taller. <laughs> that's it's funny. Like, uh, that's right. <laughs> that's your mom good. is your mom is 20 and I'm 35. No, there you um, go. but, but that, that I'm taller than all or that I'm older than all the people because I'm taller. But but the, the the version of that that I experienced in design school was that the customer is always right. The client oh, yeah. is always right. And I think what I think I think what that does is it it misses an incredible opportunity to actually be an expert. Like mm. I, we haven't designers haven't gone through the process to learn the tools to to develop and hone um, their tastes, their aesthetic tastes and affections. They haven't gone through all that process just to you know phone it in or, you know, whatever, obviously there's a dance you have to do. Cause at the end of the day, 
you know, they're going to cut you a check and you right. got to pay, you pay the bills with vibes. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got you to pay it with, with money. And so I think that there's, there's a dance you have to learn. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like if you are not well formed as a human being first, mm. it's going to be really hard for you. If there's not like order in your internal life and order in your household, household, um, not perfectly, but it's going to be really hard for you to lead other people through an ordered process because there's a certain amount of, you know, I joke all the time in my day job, I joke all the time. We, you know, we, we, uh, do these brand strategy discovery workshops, that kind of thing. And I always tell people at, you know, fortune 50, fortune 500, all, all everything, corporations, smaller companies, smaller divisions with it. I tell them, listen, uh, when we do a group discovery session, it's going to be like therapy. It's going to be like group therapy. So if you got Mm -hmm. an ax to grind, bring it and we'll get it sharp. You know what I mean? Like, so, so, um, if you're not present, if you're like, if you're not a self-differentiated individual, if you don't have a, a really thick sense of who you are, why you're here, what your expertise is, regardless of the world's, do, what the world or the culture or whoever, your coworkers, your bosses, regardless of what they directed at you, yeah. you are going to get crushed by mm. clients who are not nice, right? Like clients yeah. who are not kind. And so being able to like, you know, be a presence in those sorts of client relationships is absolutely crucial because they'll feel safe. They'll feel safe with you. Um, and it'll yeah. give you, it'll the way you conduct yourself in the rest of your life um, is going to deeply affect the way that you conduct yourself in a business um, relationship. Man, I, I didn't think we were going to go this deep, but I am hundred <laughs> percent on board with going this deep because yeah, I, I uh, wholeheartedly agree. And you gave me some flashbacks from design school. Um, I mean, I was, a, I was oh, went to college in the nineties and I had a professor who he wouldn't let us touch a computer for a year. And we had to do everything from uh, cutting out Ruby lift with exacto knives and shooting it on stack oh. cams and hand setting type using M's. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a, straight up that's old old stuff (laughs) it was straight up like ogilvy first generation stuff um doing everything by hand drawing grids with rapidiograph on hot press board i mean i failed like half of it because it yeah it was difficult but one thing that he tried and pressed and we had a couch named the dindy couch and people cried on it all the time because he did great so hard and he did talk to us a lot of times like a mean client would um yeah. and i often think to myself like i've reflected on this before why he taught this way uh, as i've gotten older and it it it's that sentiment i i get it i understand it but to your point i think there is a better way through open communication now it's like yes clients are going to be hard but what you, what you kind of taught me and i didn't even realize that's what you were teaching me even showing me just the tools and frameworks and whatnot is that i've got to be a better designer i think you even said that to me one time and, and that's the only time i've like being 20 years in my design career to have somebody else uh tell you hey you need to be a better designer um i mean it was not an easy thing to here but i was at that point in my life where i was wanting to hear whatever i needed to hear in order to become better at my craft to be better at um helping businesses be better at their jobs and what they do through through my gifts and talents that the lord's blessed me with and and blessed you with as well so um 
yeah, no, I, I, I love, 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 love that we went that deep. And I mean, that's that's straight up psychology. And um, it, is. it totally is. It totally and, is. I, I'll say this. I'll say this, man. Like we as a culture um, are not, we're not great at um, confrontation. Mm. Um, we are, um, a, a, we are a, um, especially, especially folks that are our age and a little younger, we are empathy at all costs. Right. Yeah. And what that means also all empathy is at its best is, is imagine like sympathy hooked to the imagination. I can imagine what it's like to be you now. Um, where that goes awry is when we start saying, well, I can't, I mean, that th- who knows what somebody's going through. I can't tell them that their work could be better or straight up that it sucks or that, you know, Hey, have you considered selling insurance? Like, no, you know what I mean? Like right. no, no, no knock to the insurance salesman. I have wonderful insurance. I'm really grateful for that, but you have to be willing to have hard conversations. And we're just not good at that period. We want everything other than what's real. And to the degree that you can attend to that as a person before, and and then bring all of that into the brand process with your clients, it's going to be better for everyone. Yeah. And I'm so glad you kind of brought it back down to the brand uh, topic um, because it's, it's, it's all important. I mean, having good client relationships, having good, less ego in in the design world and being able to be more of a leader and to listen um that's something that i that you've taught me and i've pulled from running these processes on those uh, small businesses that i've helped over the last year and is it's to be a good listener and and even in some of the things that i say um i know not everybody's at the point where they can drop three, five, 10, 15, 20, 30,000 dollars on a brand strategy um, in their in their business. And I get it. And I know Fiverr and Upwork and those freelance sites are are the place that you need to go. Um, yeah. But some of the tools that I want to arm business owners with is the knowledge of how to think. I mean, I know it sounds silly just to say this is how you should think, but when they go and they entertain a freelancer, you are hiring them just as much as they technically should be hiring you. And that's not always the case because you, I I know as a freelancer, I chased the dollar more than I chased anything else just because you're making ends meet. Um, And, but I just, Again, it's the sympathy and empathy, and it's also the listening um, that I want small business owners to take away from this uh, to have better engagement when they hire designers or marketers or whoever it is. They, I mean, it can be accountants for that matter. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of bring it down to a business level, um, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, a great freelancer is going to help you, um, uh, especially especially when we're talking about brand. A great mm-hmm. a great consultant, freelancer, designer, however you want to frame it, is going to help you not just understand your business better, but going to help you understand your business's place in the larger story of the world mm. <laughs> and, and and the larger story of your life. And because um, the reality is brands, uh, brands and people function very similarly. Um, yeah. and that's not to say that like to do the gross, like, uh, um, I'm, you know, I'm working on my brand. I'm working on my, I mean, like, you know, because that's yeah, gross. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, that's not necessarily what I even mean. I just mean that, um, you know, you mentioned Marty Neumeyer, his like, we, we love a pull quote, don't we? Uh, yes. He says, uh, he says, um, brand is not who you say you, 
you are. It's who they say you are. And they is not just your um, audience, but it's also your competition. It's also the people who work for you. It's also the vendors you use. Yeah. Um, and so if brand is who they say you are, I mean, our, I mean, everybody knows this is, this is how our relationships function. You have to, um, you, you have to figure out who you are. It, uh, the, the framework that we use just very quickly at Penta is inside out, outside in. Mm. And again, I stole that from somebody. I lost the footnote. Who knows? So we can say that it's mine. Um, inside, <laughs> when a brand, it. business owners need to think about their brand from two directions. Inside out means mm-hmm. the mission, virtues, all that. Who are we? Who do we want to become? Brand is about transformation. It's a transformation process. The best stories are um, uh, John York has a book called Into the Woods. It's about screenwriting. Mm-hmm. He says every story at its core is about um, the protagonist. Uh, his or her world changes. They go into the woods. They have an incredible transformation. And then they come back to a different world as a different person. Brands yeah. function the same way. People function the same way. Um, so inside out is about deciding who we are, who do we want to become, how we present ourselves out to the people. Outside in says, well, who do they need us to be? What does the market need? What do our people need? What um, is where's the white space? Where's the margin? Let's become that. Let's morph who we are to better meet the need of the moment. And those two things dance. Those are dance partners, right? They dance with one another. They, yeah. you know, uh, swirl around the room. That that's the right way for business owners to be thinking about their brand, um, not as this separate thing that happens over here, but as an extension of what it means to be human. I don't want people to hear it'd be said that companies are just going to become whoever they need to be in order to sell a product and, or, and cause I, I, I have seen that kind of take on it, yeah. but it, you but, gotta have both. yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And one thing that I've also learned through this process, I, I talked with a guy that's a business strategist in great length last week at a retreat I was on. And yeah. it's so often that, People create an internal culture and then they create an external culture, whether it be marketing, advertising, whatever, and the two do not align. There is a misalignment yeah. there. And oh. what this, what the brand process, I think, overall in the world of branding is trying to do, do from most of the leaders that I've looked to is that it can in some cases be one it can be like we are on one mission together and then that's what attracts your ideal customer, if you will, to say, I aligned with these values and align with this and I will support them at all costs. This is my tribe, ride or die. Ride or die, boy. Yeah, Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely right. Put a a more positive um, spin (laughs) on the outside in piece of it. As a human, you're a you before you're an I. Mm. You are spoken to from the outside by parents, caregivers, whatever, before you have any internal sense of self. This is what I mean when I say that like brands are like people. I think, I think that realizing that brands don't grow or transform in a vacuum. You're always doing your work, work on the self, work on the brand in the context of all the other people trying to do what you do, all the other people with their needs, all the, you know, uh, uh, market climate and, you know, uh, cultural pressures, like all that sort of stuff. So you're always, as a brand, you're always standing somewhere. There's always a from to motion. You're always somewhere Mm -hmm. trying to go to another place and being attentive 
to what's around you as you make that journey is, is the best way to think about um, the outside end for sure. Man, man, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. So I've only got a few minutes left here. And, um, but I, again, I I knew this would be the case that I could have out. I mean, we've had four hour long conversations before in the beginning when we both had time and weren't completely just uh, inundated with everything, but I'm def I'm hoping that we can continue these conversations monthly at least and just I love that man. yeah continue to have these open discussions that business owners can leverage and lean into to uh be better business owners and also to be better collaborators when they have to hire designers and marketers and be educated to the degree not to pull the things off that's why they hire the expert as we clearly went over but also to have stronger better relationships so the outcome is more in line and in tune with exactly what both had envisioned because they've done the process together ryan i Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Again, we'll continue these conversations. Uh, Thank you for joining me on the Big Branding Small Business Podcast this month. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a joy. Well, thank you for listening to Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer Jeremy Allen. He helps small business with big branding approach. And as you heard him say, his website is knowthesbranding.com.